Hello and welcome to another week on the Vampire Diaries Diaries, the number one podcast for discussions of possible incestuous situations, uh, addiction metaphors, and inappropriate sexual liaisons, which is somehow a different subject than possible incest. My name is Claire, I'm joined as always by my co-host Beth, and we are very honored to have an extremely special guest today, my very own baby sister, Rose. (laughs) Extremely special. Welcome to the show! Welcome, Rose! We're so excited to have you. So, Rose, tell us a little bit about yourself and your your, uh, knowledge of and experience with the Vampire Diaries. Well, uh, so... I have no knowledge of or experience with the Vampire Diaries. Much like Beth, I have had never seen the show. So I've listened to this podcast, but never watched the show. And I also hadn't heard every episode of the podcast. So Claire and Beth gave me a crash course. We thought it was going to take like five seconds, but it ended up taking like 20 minutes. I had a lot of questions. I didn't know anything. A lot has happened on this program. Who would have expected that we would be so long-winded when summarizing what's happened so far? <laughs> it was like we had gotten through our summary and then something else happened and then we are like, oh right, and I totally forgot to tell you that Damon murdered Alaric and he has a magic ring that brings it back to life. Like, and then Elena's adopted. Yeah. So anyway, we have inducted Rose into our little uh, vampire nest and... We're hoping that she has some unique insights to offer on this week's events in the episode Under Control. Uh, Rose and I, you can tell, we're sisters because we both immediately were like singing the Strokes song Under Control when we saw the episode title. I don't know if it was a reference to that. This was about 2010, so probably not. I have a feeling that the phrase or just the thought of being under control predates the Strokes song. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I think the Strokes invented being under control. (laughs) So let's just dive right in. Um... The episode starts at the Salvatores, and Stefan is, like, doing pull-ups from the rafters of his bedroom. Like, 20 feet up. And it's like, you, you've been alive for so long, and this house has been in your family for so long. And, like, Uncle Zach seemed like he was in pretty good shape. He, like, never installed, like, a home gym in this gigantic boarding house. Good point. I already didn't even see that. That's the first thing that happened on the episode. I wrote Stefan doing push-ups. Well, yes, he was doing push-ups later in this scene. Oh, okay. As long as I just don't know the difference between pull-ups and push-ups. And I just realized, in my notes, I wrote Damon exercising instead of Stefan. I'm rubbing off on you. You are. How dare you? It was watching it with two novices that got me confused. (gasps) Oh, damn. I see how it is. But anyway, Damon comes in, and he's like, Stefan, how's it going? How's the blood cravings? Because he was on his binge at the end of the last episode. And Stefan's very manic. He's like, I'm fine, Damon. <laughs> Pull-ups. Exercise. <laughs> I'm detoxing. He sounded like a total dick, just like everyone else who has ever like bragged about detoxing. <laughs> I'm on a cleanse. I'm on the goop cleanse. You guys, don't ever try to overcome your addictions, because you're just going to become a complete dick. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Just succumb to them. It's fine. Yeah. And Damon also drops in, like, oh, when are you going to go back to school? So apparently it's been, like, a little while since last week, and Stefan has been hiding at home this whole time, because he doesn't trust himself to be among the populace with his (laughs) bloodlust. 
<laughs> I mean, word. We've all been there. Yeah, I mean, who among us? But he's very adamant that he's going to go cold turkey. He's going to get through this uh, after his binge. He got out of his system, and now I guess we missed the purge part of this metaphor where he just barfed up blood all all day. That's what I'm assuming happened. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I didn't think about that part. He uh, says, in fact, I have. I wrote down a quote. I wrote down very few things, so I feel like I need to say everything <laughs> I wrote down. Uh, he says, I have it under complete control, which is not the actual name of the episode. Yeah, jeez. Um, Way to mess up the line, Paul Wesley. This isn't the OC. No continuity here. <laughs> so, yeah. Stefan's not in a great headspace, and Damon's kind of taunting him about how he just needs to give in and submit to his true nature as a vampire and drink human blood, that he doesn't even have to kill people. Like, Damon hasn't killed anybody in, like, three weeks. Yeah, he's, like, talking about it like he hasn't killed someone in years. He's like, we just go to the blood bank now. It's fine. We don't have to murder people in cold blood. I don't like him. I ju- <laughs> Which I just, one? I don't like him. I don't like Damon. I don't like either of them. Yeah. Rose hasn't been on the journey with Damon because the last episode of the podcast she listened to was uh, Stefan's birthday. And a lot has happened since then. So she doesn't have the kind of Stockholm syndrome that we have with Damon. She has clear eyes, full heart, and I can't, can't love lose. Damon. And I can't love Damon. I mean, he we just, don't love Damon. He just has this smug look on his face, and he's acting like such a smartass all the time. Yeah. I know. I don't understand why I like him. It doesn't make any sense to me, but I do. I think it's partially my hatred for Stefan that I'm just like, he's always like landing sick burns on Stefan. I'm like, yeah, Damon. Yeah, <laughs> he is. But he also does suck. I think ultimately, so I didn't mention this, but my only really foray into the world of vampires is that I was a big fan of Buffy. And so this, to me, so far, is just, like, broke-ass Angel and Spike. I mean, there always is that dynamic, somehow, of the Angel and the Spike. And Stefan is definitely the Angel, Damon is definitely the Spike. I mean, neither of them is as good as Angel or Spike, but... Well, we have different feelings on Angel, but now is not the time. <laughs> that sounds like right. another. That'll be for our Buffy. Angel podcast. is boring and pointless, and I hate him. Much like Stefan. Yes. <laughs> I'll cheers to that. <laughs> cheers. Clink. Cheers. That was an actual clink. I love. <laughs> so what happens next? So then we leave Stefan to exercise. Damon exits the room, and we hop over to Elena's <gasps> house. And. Something crazy happened. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. We were trying to introduce all of the characters to Rose because she hasn't seen it. She's only heard it. So we were, like, putting names to faces for her. But then a totally new character appeared. Yeah. So we were like, this is Elena. This is Aunt Jenna. And then the doorbell rings and this fucking douchebag is just on the other side of the door. And apparently... He's so gross looking. He is. He's so gross looking. And this is Elena's and Jeremy's Uncle John. Uncle John. Uncle John Gilbert, named for the illustrious Jonathan Gilbert of 1864, a noted asshole. Is this yes. a thing? Well, he's a Gilbert, and Jonathan was like the first Gilbert of the oh. founding family, so you assume that the name has been passed down through You guys, I'm already learning so much. Hooray. <laughs> so Uncle John is played by David Anders, who has been on many TV shows, uh, Rose immediately was like, why do I know him? And I said he was on Alias. He was, what's the guy's name? I wanted to say his name was Sark, but I yeah, haven't I watched the show right. in a long time. Yeah, Sark. 
And he doesn't seem like he's aged that much since that show, even though it was a long time ago. But he looks more bloated. Like, okay. <laughs> Sorry, David Andrews. Hope you're not listening. Oh, you burnt. We do follow <laughs> him on Twitter. I mean, I also look more bloated than I did when I watched him on Alias. So Aren't we all? Um, he was also on Heroes for a spell. He, he uh, was the dude that Hiro Nakamura ran into in, like, feudal Japan. He was on... God, he's been on a lot of fucking shows. I don't even know. But anyway... He is Uncle John, and immediately everybody in the Gilbert house is like, ugh, what's this asshole doing here? So apparently they all hate him. Yeah, especially Aunt Jenna. So we had to pause it here, I think, just to catch up on who Uncle John is. (laughs) No, we didn't, because... Because, remember, Aunt Jenna was, like, rolling her eyes so hard, and then Elena was silent. Oh, right. Because the pizza arrived at that (laughs) moment. The pizza arrived. And we caught it, we paused it mid-eye roll. From Aunt Jenna and Side Eye from Elena. <laughs> and then we had a long diversion, and then I wrote down a wonderful quotation from Claire when we were about to press play, which was, let's find out what the funk Uncle John Steele is. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to say what the fuck, but then I started saying uncle too early, okay? What the Funkle John? <laughs> Uncle John. So we have an Uncle John. We have two, we have Uncle, two Johns. Uncle Johns. Yeah. I have two Uncle Johns, too. <gasps> what? I think Whoa. just all white people in this country have Uncle Johns. I guess. <laughs> we have a lot of Aunt Marys. Yeah, we have like reason. three Aunt Marys and two Aunt Annes. And we just have a lot of aunts and uncles. Well, that's true. Yeah. Irish people. <laughs> anyway. I like the idea that all white people have two Uncle Johns. Yeah, white people, please write in. Do you have how two many, Uncle John's? How many Uncles John do you have? <laughs> Uncles John. Tweet us. We'll, we'll tell you all about our Twitter later. Hashtag two Uncle Johns. Hashtag two White Uncles people. John. Sorry. <laughs> Hashtag Uncles John. There were a lot of hashtags. You choose your favorite. <laughs> so I wrote down in my notes. Jana tension because there was tension between Uncle John and Aunt Jenna. Oh, there was Jana. Oh, but anyway, some of the tension is that Aunt Jenna is just like, "What the fuck are you doing here?" And he says that he has come to talk to her about selling his deceased brother's old doctor's office. As we remember from a couple episodes back, Pearl uh, was going to buy it because it's the site of her 1864 apothecary shop. Oh, that's right. And so apparently John is the trustee of the Gilbert estate. So he's come back and he's like, did you really think that I wouldn't find out something about escrow real estate terms? So he's come to like fuck with Aunt Jenna's property selling her escrow. I just think of Gilmore Girls and TJ. (gasps) Yes. I was just watching that episode. And being like, I'm an escrow. Drinks are on me. (laughs) Anyway. I am not an escrow. Me either. Same. One day maybe I'll be an escrow. Never. I never but will. But I buy too much avocado toast. <laughs> I just can't stop eating them avocados. I know. I'll never save any money. I didn't I didn't get any of that. I didn't know any of those things. Yes. There were several key characters who were missing in this episode. So we spent all this time telling Rose about Pearl and Anna and that neither of them was in this episode. Oh, yeah. And neither Bonnie nor Caroline was in this episode. And Bonnie's been missing ever since Scrams died, and that was like four episodes ago. I'm very concerned because Bonnie is the best character. We need her to get back here because shit is just going south without her. Yeah. Well, Caroline... 
sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was going to smoothly transition into the next scene. Oh, please, please do. We need help with this. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of Caroline, who is not on the show, I now know of Caroline because in the next scene, Matt and Elena are talking by the lockers, and Matt is talking about how his mom is going to strangle Caroline because she's making too many lasagnas. Oh, yeah, that's right. and I like misheard the line at first, and I I thought that he said my mom's gonna strangle Caroline if she drops one more lasagna <laughs> instead of drops off, and I was just picturing Caroline coming over and accidentally on purpose like dropping a hot lasagna on Julie Cooper's lap or something. Oh my god, that's <laughs> like I so wish. Perfect. So Rose, you've missed this, but Julie Cooper hates Caroline for no reason except that she went to school with her mom and hates her mom. And called her Leslie Forbes. <laughs> <laughs> God. And she so she's been a huge dick to Caroline, and Matt has not stood up for Caroline at all, and in fact has chastised Caroline for not being nicer to his mom. Oh. So that's why we hate Matt. Okay. I hate him too, but yeah. I never liked him. I've never seen it. So. Yeah. You just trust our opinion. I just immediately, everybody to me on the show is suspect. Yeah. That's a good way to approach it. Well, the best character wasn't on the episode, so you didn't get a great representation. That's fair. Bonnie can set shit on fire with her mind. Me too. (laughs) You can't? That's embarrassing. Oh, I miss that gene. So yeah, Elena and Matt are talking, and Matt's like, you are the light of my life, you're the wind beneath my wings, I never would have gotten through Vicky's funeral without you, girl. And the whole time, Elena's standing there like she doesn't know that Vicky is dead because she tried to drink Elena's blood. Yeah, you know what? Like, I'm forgetting that she knows this, you know, because she seems all sympathetic towards Matt. And you're like, oh, no, you're just hiding, like, his sister's death information from him. Not cool. Death information. (laughs) Death information. Is that like a Halloween version of a Beyonce song? (laughs) Yeah, ladies, now let's get in death formation. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> so I think what happens next is we go out to like the stoner corner out by like where the buses are parked, and Jeremy Gilbert is sitting there with Tyler, who is back this week. And <sighs> we remember that they both have often fornicated with Vicki Donovan and occasionally tried to stab each other over it. But now they're, like, bonded in grief. Yeah, it's just so bizarre. They're, like... T- Jeremy's, like, what do you think happened, man? Like, why would they have buried her body if she just overdosed? Oh, yes, because the Mystic Falls PD has finally found another excuse for somebody's death besides animal attacks. <laughs> they, they need to take all of the things that they can. Don't like, do drugs, People know that she kids. did drugs, so it was an OD. It wasn't animal attacks, but even, like, her junkie friends in the cemetery got animal attacks. Yeah. Anyway. Vicky just gets fucked over again and again, even after she's been dead for, like, months. Poor Vicky. R.I.P., girl. R.I.P. You'll never walk alone. (laughs) Yeah. One thing that confused me in the scene (laughs) is that Tyler's just like, oh, well, yeah, she OD'd. And Jeremy's like... But that's the thing. She was doing okay. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, literally the last two episodes that, like, before Vicky died, she was, like, freaking the fuck out and, like, eating everything out of the Gilbert's refrigerator while talking about how her jaw hurt. And then she was, like, running around the school dressed like a vampire, acting like she was, like, on a lot of coke. 
Yeah, that's true. She I was not doing okay. Would say that she was doing okay. Do you think that that's like a side effect of him being compelled to yeah, think that I, she was just know. doing fine? I guess um, maybe Damon compelled him to believe that Vicky was okay. She was totally chill. And she, she just had her period. She was just. She just for no reason. Yeah. I feel like the writers aren't that, like, solid, though, that they would have <laughs> Jeremy, like, reference something that was due to the compulsion. Yeah. Or well, maybe. Whatever. The point maybe is, they are. he needs a reason to be suspicious and yeah. think something is shady about her death. And he's, like, Jeremy Gilbert, girl detective. He, like, really wants to know. So that's his whole thing in this episode. He's, yeah, and he... So then they go back into the school with Elena and the... I forget his name. Matt? Hunky teacher man. Oh, Alari. Oh, Vampire hunter man. I only know that because I got I got the download before the episode. But Alaric Saltzman? Alaric Salt, which is a name a person might have. Yes. He missed when he gave a whole speech about how to pronounce his name and why his name was Alaric Saltzman. <laughs> Couldn't they have just had his name be, like, Jim. Uncle John? Another John. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has to. Hashtag Uncle's John. Yeah, so Lark's doing something. But yeah, they show, or he's with Elena in the classroom. All right, just having a typical one on one teacher student meeting. And I was really confused because I didn't know if he knew that she knew that there are vampires and that he's a vampire hunter, but I guess. Everybody it's, knows everything. They've all participated in the Step and Rescue app last week, so they're like oh, man. tight. I don't really know what's happening. But he, Jeremy, maybe knows what's happening too, as we learn mm-hmm. in this scene. Because of his cool paper that I didn't write down the name of. <laughs> you remembered it immediately when I was trying to I did, it but down. I didn't write it Alaric down. Alaric has brought a copy of Jeremy's extra credit essay to Elena just now. Wait, 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 wait. He wrote that for extra credit? Yeah. He was just like, I just have to get this out, guys. <laughs> well, there was this whole thing like with the old teacher who got murdered in episode three like hated Jeremy and he was failing so when Alara came he's like you can write an extra credit essay on local history see this is why I should have like finished yeah. listening to the podcast anyway <laughs> uh, Alaric has just now brought this to Elena's attention you might recall that when Jeremy g- turned in this essay it was like before we knew Elena was adopted <laughs> it's like why is this just now concerning him yeah so he's like, I just want, I thought you should know that Jeremy is writing vampire shit, like, two months later. So he hands it over, and we see the title, Fact or Fiction, Truth About Vampires in Mystic Falls. <gasps> but this, what one? was the conclusion? Fact or fiction? We don't know. Because we didn't get to read it, Yeah, hopefully we'll never have to. He probably, Jeremy have doesn't theme. have a very strong thesis statement. I want to make, like, an ebook of what I think Jeremy's essay was. Ooh. <laughs> can I, as a, as a fan of the podcast, can I comment on something? Yes. Of course. I just clinked my okay. ring against my glass. I'm sorry. I enjoy the difference in how you two say Jeremy. There's a difference. Do we say yes, it different? Beth says Jeremy and Claire says Jeremy. Oh yeah, I oh. feel like you gave me shit in childhood for mispronouncing Jeremy because I've always said it like that. Oh no. How do you say it? <laughs> Jeremy. Jer- she says like Jeremy. Jeremy. And I say Jeremy. Yeah. The normal way. 
I remember because I was talking about my classmate Jeremy Sunken, and somebody in our family was like, it's not Jeremy, it's Jeremy. Oh my god. <laughs> and I, I was like, believe... fuck you. I've been taunting you my whole life about Shout this. out to Jeremy Sunken. Hey, Jeremy Sunken. Friends. And this is a really weird tangent, but <laughs> I always remember Jeremy Sunken because one day in like the third grade, it was after school and he was sitting by the playground and I was walking through the parking lot for some reason and there was like nobody around and he just called out, Hey Claire, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just like, what? Was it like question mark? No, it was just like he wanted to say the word because he knew it was a bad word and like, I don't know. I don't know what the point was. Sounds like a Jeremy to me. If you're listening, please explain. (laughs) Because I've been wondering about this for, like, 25 years. Science or fictions? You're going to write an extra credit essay about it. Yes. Fact or fiction? Jeremy Soldick or whatever the fuck his name was. (laughs) Said fuck in the playground in third grade. Anyway. Back to the vampire diaries. Uh, Jeremy Gilbert sucks and he writes stupid essays about vampires and Alaric is worried that he knows something and Elena's like no he's the dumbest shit in the history of dumb shits but she is a little bit worried that maybe like Damon's compulsion is wearing off yeah and Alaric's all like how do you deal with it how do you deal with the secrets and I'm like this is inappropriate you're in school stop pressuring Elena to tell you how she deals with her personal shit well they're basically family since he was married to her mother (laughs) that's true he's like her half stepfather or something yeah and what she says to them or to him well I don't know what his pronouns are but uh, she says it's not safe for them to know the truth and then Beth made... And then the police came because it wasn't safe for them to Yes. Beth made a very astute comment, though. She sure did. When? <laughs> Beth said, okay, Stefan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so really, they're a match made in heaven, or Stefan's just rubbing off and being a bad example for Elena. I said those as two separate things because we already know that Stefan's rubbing off on Elena. Oh, hey, up and um. <laughs> Hey. So they're having your, you know, their little family meeting about that, and Elena's not too worried, but she's going to look into it. Yeah. So, so now that Elena and Alaric are done having their little chat about Jeremy's extra credit assignment, we hop back over to um, the Gilbert household. I guess it's after school, and Jeremy and Aunt Jenna and Uncle John are having like a, a nice family meal together. <laughs> they sure are. It's so nice. Yeah, so, I don't know, Jeremy's complaining because the Founders Party Part 2 is coming up in this episode, right? Yeah, they call it the the Founders Day Kickoff Party, and we learn later, so there have been Founders-themed events, like, every, like every other episode, we had the Founders uh, Party at yeah. the Lockwoods, non-specific, we had the Founders Bachelor Auction. <laughs> Uh, and now it's the Founders Day kickoff party, which is the kickoff to a one-month lead-up to Founders Day. <laughs> what is... What? Founders Day celebrating the founding families of Mystic Fall, none of whom have left Mystic Falls and who are really far up their own asses if they think the whole town wants to celebrate them for an entire month out of every year. Is everybody in this town related? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Okay. Do they have any parties for any other reason? No. 
Okay. Well, the kids have get, let's get drunk in the cemetery parties. Fair. But who doesn't? Who doesn't? Um, yes, this was the scene that had a moment that forced us to pause the show. <laughs> yes. Um, due to some confusion. Yeah. Over Uncle John's heritage. So I'm still not entirely sure that I understand exactly how this works, so I'll toss it over to Claire to explain this to us. Okay. Well, so what happens is that... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Uncle John is like, oh, well, Jeremy, young lad, one day you'll understand the importance once I've passed along my knowledge of the Gilbert history to you. We all know he's talking about the vampires, but... Uh, he's pretending to be subtle about it. And and Jenna's like, oh, well, I'm not a Gilbert, so I'm not cool enough to know these secrets. And Jeremy, like, stage whispers to Uncle John, why does she hate you so much? And Uncle John just says very casually, because we used to sleep together. Oh, and there was, like, a record scratch, like, spit take moment from these two. They were like, wait, what? Because they don't understand how families work. No, I don't. Even I, though I, I realized that she did just, like, drop that bit of exposition, like, I am not a Gilbert. Therefore, I feel like they must have put that in on their own purpose for this very reason. Yeah, it still didn't help me. It doesn't so, matter. here's how it works. Grayson Gilbert married Miranda Summers, who became Miranda Gilbert. They're Elena's adoptive parents. Grayson Gilbert has a brother named Uncle John Gilbert. <laughs> And Miranda Summers, or Miranda Gilbert Nay Summers, has a sister named Aunt Jenna Summers. So, Jenna is Grayson Gilbert's sister-in-law, and John is Grayson Gilbert's brother. So they are not related by blood, and it's okay if a bit weird that they fucked. Okay. They didn't do that. They didn't even date. They weren't even an item, as Uncle John said. We used to sleep together. Yeah. Maybe they just like slept. Maybe they just cuddled. <laughs> Maybe. It's just like a really inappropriate way to answer that question considering Jeremy's like 15 years old. Maybe 16. I know. It's super gross and he's definitely not mature enough to deal with information like that. Yeah. So as we determined, I think pretty recently, every man in the Gilbert family is a complete slime ball. Yeah, starting with Jonathan Gilbert. Since 1864. Yes, this is when the Gilbert clan began to be dickwads. Yeah, (laughs) it all started. 1863, it was all good. Yeah, and then that compass pointed at Pearl, and suddenly it was all, it was curtains. Rose has no idea what we're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about, though. (laughs) I'm just going to drink my wine. So I just wrote Gilbert Sest in my notes. We had to pause so I could explain how families work to, to uh, Beth and Rose. <laughs> then we ended up keeping a pause for about 20 minutes while we looked at pictures of Beth's cats and talked about babies oh my we gosh. know. I know. That was the Beth best. is now Beth pulling out her phone to look at, sorry, to look more at pictures cats. of They're cats. so cute. They are so cute. I can, I can verify this. Cats forever. Hashtag Uncle's John. Cats forever. <laughs> Indeed. So we pick up after we finally unpause with uh, Stefan and Damon who are talking about Jeremy possibly knowing about the vampires. And 
trying to figure out if Damon's compulsion might have worn off. And he's like, hell no, he's forgotten it all. Oh no, sorry, it's not Stefan and Damon, it's Stefan and Elena. Yeah. I'm dumb. You are dumb. I confused Elena and Damon. Dumb. That's never happened before. She says, that's Jeremy. okay, that's a new one. I should just say Jer. I guess it would be Jer in my pronunciation. Jer. J-E-E-R. Richard Jer. <laughs> he invented the gist. <laughs> Anyway. But yes, they're in Elena's, I assume Elena's bedroom. Yes. And try to, well, at first I wrote, I don't, I already don't remember what happened, but I wrote down that Elena hasn't told Jeremy about vampires or that she's adopted. Oh yeah. Yeah. She's like, I haven't even told him I'm adopted yet. LOL. And there's like so many instances like this where Elena knows a lot of shit, but she doesn't tell people who really should know so, like, she argues a lot with Aunt Jenna about it and even, like, goes looking for her birth mother but hasn't told her brother that she's adopted. She went through this whole thing with, like, kid, like kidnapping plots and all kinds of vampire machinations to get Emily Bennett's grimoire without telling Bonnie, Emily Bennett's descendant, that the grimoire exists. <laughs> she just really... I guess she can keep a secret. If only these characters would just talk to each other. Right? It's almost like it's lost or something. I was gonna say! It's like lost. <laughs> they would have gotten off the island in two days yep. if they just talked to each other. Anyway. Toads. Lost podcast 2023. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. So when Elena's done complaining about how she hasn't told her brother that she's adopted yet, um, things quickly turn sexual in her and... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that does it for effect. me too. That's... Yep. Her and Stefan start making out, and Stefan's still reeling from the taste of her sexy blood the previous episode. So they're making out, the music starts getting a little thumpy, and they make their way over to the bed, and Stefan starts getting a face boner, and it's pretty intense. He, like, kind of throws Elena around a little bit and when he gets his face boner then all of a sudden he throws himself across the room and like breaks her shelf with the force of his repressed sexual frenzy exactly mm-hmm. I wrote he messed up her Brigadoon poster yes I wrote about the Brigadoon poster too I never noticed it why does she have a Brigadoon it's like we're related poster. this is terrible yeah I was really confused like I've seen her weird poster for some indie rock singer named something I've Jamie Liddell I've never heard of yeah, and she also has a Brigadine poster, and then her horse painting. <laughs> the horse painting is so weird. The horse painting comes back in a big way. It the sure end does. It does. But we'll yeah. get there. Yeah, so this is very much like Elena, Elena, Bella, <laughs> Bella in Twilight making out with Edward Cullen, and suddenly, like, she has no pants on, and he does, like, the same exact thing. He, like, zooms himself across the room and crashes into the wall. Like, they, like, straight up stole this from Twilight. Yeah. I didn't know that happened. But in, in Twilight, as we know, when they did finally fuck, they broke a bed, and then his vampire seed caused him to have to rip her uterus out of her body. Yes. And also, he broke all of her bones or something. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She was in recovery after. Ugh. So, vampire... Oh, having sex with a vampire sounds wonderful. We've already talked about how whether they would zoom during intercourse. <laughs> yeah, and how painful that would be. <laughs> Which I can't believe that I did not do this before, but since we were talking about this movie earlier. Zoom, zoom, zoom. 
make my heart go boom boom <laughs> by sleeping over girl. Oh, Rosa's childhood friend thought that supernova girl was sleeping over girl, which is Aww. very salacious. Yeah, that is. That's like worse. <laughs> and of course, that's classic pickup line. Wanna zoom? Wanna <laughs> Should I send that to someone on Tinder right yes. now? Oh yeah, okay, let us know how it Follow it up out. with hashtag my petticoat is damp. That's a long one. I'm gonna. I'm literally about to do that. I'll report back. <laughs> this is a really fascinating episode of this podcast for all of you, I'm sure. But we're having a great time. <laughs> we are. I love it. So, my favorite part of the scene pre uh, zooming into the wall is that. Elena's like, how the fuck could Jeremy possibly know about vampires? When Elena was personally kidnapped by Anna because Jeremy was friends with her and invited her into the house. Like, the maybe his friend Anna, who is a vampire, told him about vampires, you idiots. I know. She's like, she has Stefan syndrome where she thinks that Jeremy can't know anything that she doesn't explicitly tell him. Just yeah. like Stefan thinks that Elena can't know anything that he doesn't disclose to her. It doesn't make any sense. It, it doesn't, doesn't make any sense that like any characters at this point don't know about vampires. Yeah, anyone in the town with 50 animal attacks a year. Like, how can Caroline not know? Her mother is in the Founders Council and covering up vampire murders constantly. And she has been in a relationship with a vampire. And she still wears skinny scarves, like, as a, as a tattoo. Oh, my gosh. I did have to ask during most of the scenes in this episode, does this person know that they're vampires? Yes. Yeah. I think it could just be, like, bad writing. <gasps> but Ooh. just kidding. But it's not. It's great writing. It's great writing. You guys. Did you hear back already? I already did. So I said on Tinder, wanna zoom? Question mark. Hashtag my petticoat is stamp. And got the response. <laughs> First I Google what it is, then probably download it. I don't know. What? Oh, he thinks you're making a reference, which you are, but it's way more obscure than he could possibly Google. I'm just going to yeah. let him Google for a while. So see what he comes up with. I love it. Anyway. Sounds good. That's better than I thought it was going to turn out. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay, back to the show. Uh, Anyway. Also in the scene, it appeared that Elena bit Stefan's nose while they were making out. Oh, yeah. And I think it might have been just a filming accident that somehow made it into the scene. No, she was... There was a lot of biting going on. Nipping. Yeah. Anyway, so she's like, uh, shit, and he runs away like a little bitch. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then Stefan starts to get crunk. The rest of this episode, I think, was just everybody got crunk. Yeah, that's pretty much true. Yeah, he goes home and with trembling hands, like, opens up a decanter of some kind of liquor. It was Chambord, for sure. It was, <laughs> it was like... Chambord. What? <laughs> it did look kind of like Chambord. <laughs> I thought it was brown. I did notice, looking at their liquor cart, that they had a giant thing of Hendrix gin. That was oh, jelly. Yeah. Mm. They like poured all their sponsor as Hendrix Gin. Yes, please. I'll drink you forever. The, which could be an episode of the Vampire Diaries. <laughs> I'll drink you forever. So yeah, he's getting crunk. Um, Elena, meanwhile, decides to call Damon over the next day to have a little powwow about some of the issues happening in her life right now. 
So he comes to the door, and Elena's like, shh, you can't talk down here. Jeremy's right there. So she, like, starts leading him upstairs, and he, of course, yells very loudly, no, Elena, I will not come to your bedroom with you. And it cuts to Jeremy. He's just sitting there, like, and, like, rolls his eyes and shrugs a little bit and, like, does not care. And I feel like this happens a lot with Jeremy, that, like, some crazy shit is happening with Elena, like, right next to him. And he's like, hey, Elena. See you later. Yeah, he's, like, wearing his headphones and just not paying attention to anything. Yeah. He's too, he's been smoking the devil's lettuce. He's just... (laughs) Or I guess he doesn't. The last time I heard the podcast, he was above drugs. Oh yeah, suddenly, yeah. So totally. maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember this scene. I the I next scene I thought was notable was the founders party, which was oh. later. Before we go to the founders party, Damon opens Elena's yeah, drawers and starts fondling oh, all of her yeah. bras. He's, uh. well, there are a lot of times when I was like, Claire and Beth are writing this down. <laughs> yeah, this is one of the moments for me. Yeah, we all just audibly groaned. We did. It was bad. He's um, like, ooh, what's this? Bras. <laughs> <laughs> LOL. And he basically gives her a speech about how... Well, she says she's worried about Stefan because he's not acting like himself. And he's like, he's actually acting like himself for the first time. He obsessively, like, hides his true nature. And now you're just seeing the true Stefan being a real-ass vampire. And she's like, no, you're you're wrong. He's the best and you stink. Help me fix him. How long will it take for him to stop craving blood? Yeah, and Damon's all like, oh, a couple days, give or take. And he's like, or she says, it's been a couple days. And he's like, I don't know what you want me to say. Like, this is how vampires are, lady. I ain't never abstained from blood. I haven't gone through this. Also, maybe just date a human. <laughs> or, like, don't date anybody. Or just don't date. That's take what I do. Take yourself, Elena. Yeah. Take yourself to the movies. Hashtag. <laughs> And then we go to the Founders, the Founders Day kickoff party. My notes have just stopped making any sense at all. My first bullet point for Founders party, because I had to write it, all my notes in outline format, Mm. was, we are who we are, Stefan. Were they singing a Kesha song? That's, I wrote it as though it was the (laughs) Kesha song, yes. It's like we're related. We're not. I'm Uh, adopted. (gasps) Oh no. Well, I look like the milkman. That's true. Claire's an alien. <laughs> well, I suppose that that was Damon giving another speech to Stefan about his true nature. And oh, Stefan yeah. just, like, heads off to find Elena slash a drink. Yeah, he just picks just up a like, random person's drink, downs it, and puts it down immediately. Get crumb. And as far as all these people know, he's a high school student. Yeah, that's true. Nobody cares that he's drinking, and Stefan wasn't drinking before, but he has to do it to take the edge off of all of his blood cravings. It's, like, the only thing that seems to help, because he's going through with blood withdrawals. And there's this really strange kind of thing here where Stefan's inability to control himself around blood is kind of an alcoholism metaphor, and he's coping with it by drinking alcohol. Yeah. (laughs) Which he explains to Elena. He says, like this is what I have to do because I'm having blood cravings. And then immediately he's like, let's go dance. Like I'm really craving blood so hard. That I can do something as unmanly as dance without you having to beg me. And he says something really weird. 
he's like, or he asks if she wants to dance. She's like, you hate dancing. Usually I have to beg you. He's like, that's sober stuff. And with drunk stuff, and you don't have to beg. And I was like, oh. oh. That was creepy. I was glad it was a man who said it at least. He's just, he ain't too proud to beg. Yeah. And then they dance. Well, he wants to dance, but <laughs> the true. music is totes lame. Yeah, it's like tinkling pianos or something. It, I don't even know what it is, but he. This is when you start to see like Stefan is n- maybe not under control because he goes to the DJ and then mind controls him into playing <laughs> Phoenix. <laughs> it's like yeah. this will really get the party starting. Like yet another time that Stefan has not been honest with Elena because he listed all his favorite artists to her when he was making when he was oh, talking yeah. about mozzarella. He he said like Bob Dylan, all kinds of other douchey white boy. Um, um, um. Yeah, just he run. did not say Phoenix. He didn't say Phoenix. I so mean, that's his he first didn't even pick. need to. He didn't need to say it. We all knew. It goes without saying. While while he's doing that, Julie Cooper like swoops in immediately to talk to Elena, and she's like, "Oh, he he's not gonna have any luck. I already tried. I slipped the DJ a twenty, and offered him a date." And, like, she literally tried to whore herself out to the DJ just to play different music. Like, I I don't want to, like, make you ashamed of your sexuality, Julie Cooper, but you might need help. Yeah. Well, I think by the end of the episode that becomes apparent. But I did have the thought in this scene that every time I go out dancing and I, you know, have a couple of uh, glasses of water more than I intend to, I tried to bribe the DJ into playing Countdown by Beyonce. <laughs> yes. And it, n- nobody Why would you have to bribe them? It's never happened. Because it's not really like a song you can dance to at the it's club. Beyonce. It doesn't matter. It's just never happened. It's never going to happen. Do they Oh, yes. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> well, and then they don't like, follow through. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try. I'll try. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll try. They're never going to do it. I'll try to buy a cheeseburger with this money you gave me. One day, if any DJs in Chicago are out there listening, if you DJ at, like, Beauty Bar or a place I might ever go to, please play Countdown by Beyonce. I will give you money and a date. <gasps> Whoa. Whoa. I, I, no promises, though. <laughs> I take it back. <laughs> no, you can. You're better than Julie Cooper. <gasps> Thank you. You're welcome. And Beyonce is way better than Phoenix, so we're good. We're good. So in the middle of this, like, whack-ass party, there is a weird moment where Elena goes up to Jeremy and is like, so Mr. Saltzman was telling me uh, all about your great paper about vampires. And Jeremy doesn't find it at all weird that, like, Elena's having conversations with their mutual history teacher about his extra credit assignments. He's just like, oh, yeah, it was fun to write. I just wrote it because I was bored and, and you know, whatever. Oh, no real world. reason. I'm Jeremy Gilbert, and I'm <laughs> subtle and good at hiding things. <laughs> I mean, what do you do when you're bored? I write vampire essays. Mm. I write uh, reptilian space operas. Nice. Because <laughs> I'm Chuck Tingle, author of uh, Space Raptor Butt Invasion. What? Don't tell me you don't know who Chuck Tingle is. I just had to explain to mom who Chuck Tingle is. He's the author of Anthropomorphic Inanimate Objects slash Unicorn slash Dinosaur slash Metaphysical Concepts uh, written as gay erotica. 
Do you know what she's talking about? No, it sounds Look very it interesting. Though. He's amazing. Okay, Chuck Tingle. You should follow him. Is that his on real Twitter? name? No. Oh. Well, I thought you were it, talking about the Legend of Zelda Tingle. It's a mystery. It's a very deep mystery, and there are many articles about it on the internet. Okay. Right. But uh, personally, the only the Chuck Tingle Tingler I've ever read is "My Ass Is Haunted" by the Gay Unicorn Colonel. I wrote a, a review of it online. Uh, it's quite something. It's weird of him to have written about my dreams like that. <laughs> <laughs> he writes a lot about Donald Trump, but he calls him Donald Trump <laughs> to avoid getting in trouble. He's gonna get sued. No, he's good. He <laughs> <laughs> writes things like pounded, pounded in the ass by the concept of time and shit like that. Oh my god, that's awesome! Like the concept of linear time. Anyway, I can't <laughs> believe that I have had to explain to three people in the last week who Chuck Tingle is. The idea of you explaining this to our mother is very distressing. She to thought me. it was funny. Okay, all right, all right. I told her the book titles. Okay. He wrote one about the dress, uh, which was different colors. Oh, the blue and the gold and the white and the... Yeah. Oh, no. It was blue and black. The blue and black. I saw flashes of both. You're right. Okay, The Vampire Diaries. This is going to be the longest episode ever. We're already at 45 minutes and we're not even halfway through the episode. Okay. So let's talk. Tyler is there. Um, We see that because the Donovans have been invited as a courtesy, even though they aren't a founding family because Vicky just died. And so they have, like, a little private meeting with Mayor Lockwood, and they're, like, all being very nice to each other. But we might recall at the Founders Party when Tyler invited Vicky, he had to sneak her through the back door, and then when she left, Mrs. Lockwood called her trash, yeah. even though she did nothing. Oh. It was so rude and sad. Yeah. R.I.P. Vicky. So that's why Matt and Julie Cooper are there. But... Tyler pulls Matt aside and is like, look, I stole these bottles of liquor. Let's drink them and get crunk. Because Tyler's new persona is less like ragey rape machine and more, let's get drunk at the party. <laughs> He's a changed man after Vicky's death. <laughs> yeah. 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 So Matt just takes a giant swig of like scotch or something straight out the unopened bottle. Yeah. Matt is really down intense. to yeah. get crunk. My, my note was that everybody is getting crunk. I mean, if my sister had died, I would also get crunk. Oh, it's nice of you to say that about Katie. (laughs) (laughs) And I would also be acting a lot more sad. Like, Matt talks a lot about, like, oh, thanks, Elena, for your help. I couldn't have gotten through it. It's very recent that his sister died. He does not seem sad in this episode. He just wants to bone. Yeah. Yeah, he does. He just, oh, my God. I'm like, I don't want to judge somebody's grieving, but he does not seem upset. No, definitely no. not. But then there's the scene, they're on the dance floor, Stefan and Elena. And they're, you know, Stefan is apparently not a dancer, but they're having a good time. And then Elena's having so much fun that she accidentally bumps into this dude who goes crazy. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah. how dare you bump into me on the dance floor? Get the fuck off the dance floor. And I feel like that's me, like if somebody bumps into me on public transportation. Yeah, but when you're like on a dance, when you're yeah. dancing and this hot chick like bumps One into you. One time I bit. elbowed somebody in the eye while dancing and I was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. And she was just like, I guess the keyword was she. 
Uh, um, <laughs> no, you're just, you're great. I know it was an accident. You're just having fun. And then we just kept dancing. No, but this, but this, this guy motherfucker, not like that he's lady. just, he has a meltdown. He does. Uh, he was like just raging, waiting for somebody to like cross his path so he could yell at them in public. Yeah. And Stefan does not like this guy talking to Elena like that, to put it mildly. He doesn't like his property being treated that way by another male. I think he said, do you talk to a woman like that? Did did he say something like that? Or did I just think that he did? A lady. Or like, is that any way to talk to a lady? (laughs) Oh my God, of course he said that. All right, 1864. Oh yeah, I guess he is from 1864. But he gets hella mad and decides to compel the dude to apologize because he's just compelling everybody now that he has real blood in his system still and can actually do it properly. I was confused because I felt like this guy looked away from his eyes when he was trying to compel him. Did you notice that? Or is that like a regular thing that happens? I guess that what is happening here is that he's like feeling his fantasy of like being a super strong vampire. But I guess it has been a few days since, like, the human blood is probably out of his system, so he doesn't have the strong compulsion skills anymore. So he's not doing a great job. He's just really confident about it. Oh, because, yeah. and that ties in later when we see this guy again. But we'll, we'll get there very in true. two hours. <laughs> <laughs> this is very serious business. It is. It is. So after this, I think, unless I'm missing something in my notes. I wrote that Tyler slash Luke OC reference. Oh, oh yeah. no, Luke is a precious angel from heaven. Okay, well, fine. <laughs> Luke just wants to listen to Rooney, and he, I don't remember what else Luke does, but he <laughs> mostly just listens That's to Rooney. That's funny because a gentleman named Luke Rooney is the person who made our banner image on our Facebook page. Oh, oh thanks, Luke, Luke Rooney. Rooney. I never thought of it. Anyway, continue. Well, yeah, so they're, they, he, again, I don't know their pronouns. Um, Tyler slash Luke is trying to get it with Julie Cooper, basically. Oh man, there's a bunch of stuff that happens before. No, that. I mean I could sense what was about to happen. Oh. So they're they're talking. <laughs> I don't remember what they're talking about, but they're relating too much for well, comfort. Well, it starts when Julie Cooper like stumbles around and asks where the bathroom is, and he's holding a glass that he's pretending is water, and she takes it and drinks it, and is like, "Oh, thank God, vodka." Oh, yeah. Yeah. So she's getting crowned. Yeah. Much like everyone. But they have not a very appropriate vibe between them. Yeah, you can tell something shady is about to go down. And we leave them for a minute to revisit our new favorite character, uh, Funkle John. (laughs) Uh, We... I think skipped that there was a founders meeting earlier in the episode. Oh, I, oh, that's I didn't right. understand yeah. what any of those scenes were, so I didn't write yeah. anything. So the founders council is having a meeting, and John, uh, Uncle John Gilbert is there, and Damon's very surprised, and we get he's like having a whispered conversation with his BFF Sheriff Forbes, where she's like. Oh, that's John Gilbert, but I call him Jackass. <laughs> yeah, like Jackass. Sheriff. Everybody like hates Uncle John so Gilbert. Cool. <laughs> uh, but John's like, I have some bad news, guys. There's blood banks that have been robbed, and like all kinds of hikers have been killed. We're presuming that the deaths are due to the tomb vampires who didn't stay in Mystic Falls because they're like outside of town. 
But he's basically saying the vampire problem is not gone. But everybody's like, oh, no, we already got over that. I'm sure it's fine. Yeah, the founders are not concerned at all. And Uncle John's, like, giving his warning. Yeah. So anyway, Damon corners Uncle John outside or vice versa. And they have a bit of a a verbal sparring match. Uncle John says... (laughs) It's like 1864 all over again. Oh, even the modern douches know about 1864. Everybody never forget 1864. The most popular year. (laughs) Uh, That's all I wrote about this scene. That's surprising because something really big happens in this scene. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. Well, basically, (laughs) leading up to that... uh, Uncle John basically just tells Damon, like, I know everything about you. I know that you're a vampire in the original Salvatore. Like, let's cut the crap. And then he's like, well, I'm sure I'm not going to be able to eat you because you ate that thing. That oh, Ravain. Ravain. Yeah. yeah. But then he just, he tries to play cool, and then he just straight up murder, murders. He myrtles. Myrtleizes. He myrtleizes Uncle John. And I wrote... Everyone is really civil to Damon, even though he murders people all the time. <laughs> yeah. Like, the scene before, he and Elena are just chatting, like, do, 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 yeah. this is mm-hmm. fine. Like, Well, he murders people a lot less often than he used to. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> That's the old Damon from the beginning of the season. Yeah, he just snaps Uncle John's neck and throws him over a banister. Yeah, and he does it so unceremoniously, just like all of his murders, I guess. He's just like, yep, don't want to deal with this. And then he goes inside and is like, hey, Stefan, guess what? Uh, The founders know that there are vampires again, and I just killed Uncle John Gilbert. And Stefan just... I was, what? Like, I know, Steph literally like, drunk, like, trying to comprehend what just happened, and he's just like, uh... Yeah. Oh, because Damon had a conversation with Sheriff Forbes earlier. He, like, strolls up to her. She's not wearing her uniform for once. Oh, yeah. He's for like, the first time in this season. He's like, girl, you look... <laughs> girl, you look... I don't even know how you look. <laughs> I was, like, gonna say five different words at once, and I almost said... <laughs> Girl, you look swole. <laughs> You've been hitting the gym. Oh my god. You've been lifting. I wish. How much you lift, Sheriff Forbes? Life's on swole. I'm well. trying No, it's good. I was gonna I say mean, like swell or fine <laughs> or like hot. I don't know. I don't know where swole came from. It was the truth, though. Maybe. She, she was Somebody like else finished the story. She was like, I don't remember. The next thing I wrote is <laughs> Julie Cooper is just sitting at the party <laughs> bleeding from the head. <laughs> so, That's a long time later. <laughs> so, Sheriff Forbes is looking swole. And David, like, goes up to her and he's like, He's like, you know, I love a lady in uniform, but it's great seeing you outside of it. Blah blah. Whoa! <laughs> I love seeing you outside of your uniform. Whoa! Oh, hey. Hey. And then, like, Damon starts going on some heartfelt tirade about how, like, he loves Mystic Falls, and it's starting to feel like home again. And Sheriff Forbes hurts him so good. She's like, like, oh, that's great. Then you're really not going to want to hear this. (laughs) 
Well, also, he I was on his parade immediately. I know, but what does she actually say? Now I can't. Well, remember. they've checked out what Uncle John Gilbert told them that they didn't believe about the blood banks and the dead hikers, and they're like, "Whoa, he wasn't just making it up. Mm. There must be vampires." Oh, that's right. So and their vampire problems aren't over. Since she's just a total idiot, she doesn't know demons of vampires. Yes. She says yeah. to a vampire who killed not her daughter. I for, keep forgetting whose daughter she was. <laughs> I mean, they're all related in this yes. city we've already established, so everyone's everyone's daughter. So that's yeah, beautiful. Indeed, Rose. that is true. You're welcome. Of the world. That's like a John Mayer song, I think. <laughs> Accurate. Do we? Is this now the part where Julie Cooper's bleeding from the head? No. Oh man. We do go back to Julie and Tyler though, and they're talking about Vicky suddenly outside, and. And kind of like apropos of nothing, Tyler just says, I was a dick to her. Like, really bad. And I don't even deserve to miss her because I was such a dick. And I'm like, well, yeah, you're kind of right. Yeah. And also, don't tell that to her mom. Just be like, your daughter was a lovely girl. I miss her a lot. I know. Like, maybe have this conversation with Jeremy. Yeah. Because she looked at him... You would think that she would, like, get pissed and be like, what the fuck? Like, what, what do you did mean you, do you didn't daughter? treat her right? Like, oh, you raped her in the woods? Um, only, okay. He only tried. Oh, yeah, that's true. You attempted to rape her in the woods. But she, like, looked at him like she felt bad for him, which was disgusting. Yeah. Don't feel bad for this guy. I just wrote, Ugh, Tyler. Yeah. Followed by Matt does not seem sad. Because at that point, Matt is talking to Elena again. And we actually missed my favorite Matt moment, which was uh, when he and Elena were dancing. There were, like, these two young ladies dancing behind them by the fireplace, and I had never noticed before, and it seemed like they were a couple. And I was like, oh, my God, they are usually so bad with gay shit, but there's, like, a couple of lesbians at this party. How great. But then immediately after I said it, Matt, like, broke away from Elena and just, like, started dancing up on them. Just, like, very uh, subtly did. in the background. And I was like, fucking Matt. Uh, he would. Fucking Matt. So, I digress. Classic Matt. He's talking to Elena again and is like, have you seen my mom? And, uh. We all like, know. We all know. We Julie haven't Cooper's. seen his mom. We haven't, but we know what's happening with Julie Cooper. Yeah. They go outside, and what do they come up on? It's she's, so gross. She's, you know, she's just... I've never had a child become what? a vampire, <laughs> and I've had many children, but none of them has become a vampire and died. Mm. So I can't judge Julie Cooper. Well, she doesn't know that Vicky was a vampire. Why does nobody know <laughs> that anyone's a she vampire? She was not in town when this happened, so she has an excuse. Okay. Yeah, she was with a baseball player named Pete. Or is that from something else? In Myrtle else? Beach. In Myrtle Beach. That's Classic right. Classic Myrtle Beach. Can, should, we, should we have a special guest? I think we should. So you might recall about 45 minutes ago, Rose very valiantly uh, Tinder messaged somebody... What was it? I said, wanna wanna zoom? zoom. (laughs) Hashtag, my petticoat is damp. And the whole journey happened while we were talking after that. Would you like to narrate that journey? Oh, I clicked my tongue, like Claire said she always does. Um, Well, there was was just some confusion about what that might mean. 
But ultimately, I think I think we should maybe call this Tinder fellow. I've let him know that we're recording this podcast, and he's agreed that he would be a guest on the podcast. Right. I'm not that big of a dick that I would do this <laughs> to someone. <clears throat> so we'll have him tell his own tale. Okay, well, now I'm confused as to whether... I thought he had given me his number. Just call him. I, I'm, he's about to send me his number. I don't know what's happening. I'm sorry. This might take a moment, so we should continue. Or it's are we waiting? Music. Are Go we on. waiting to? Okay, Julie Cooper and Tyler are kissing. O M G. O M F G. Yes. Julie Cooper, what were you thinking? This is your son's presumably best friend, and also your, a minor, and the son of the mayor, who you're at their fucking house, like. If you think this is going to convince them that you're not too trashy to be invited to their parties, think again. Yeah, that's You're not going to marry into this family, Julie Cooper. (laughs) No. And this is not the first time that Julie Cooper has made out with someone who has made out with her daughter. Yeah. She was typecast for sure. This is what I'm saying. This is classic Luke. This is the only similarity with Luke from the O.C., but also, she made out with Damon last episode, remember? But he that was, was consensual between adults and was fine. That's true. Yeah, and I'm just he's thinking still made right out now, Vicky. like, Kelly Donovan cannot get laid. Like, I think she's been trying to get laid the entire time she's been back in town, but Matt keeps on cock-blocking her. Like, walking in at inopportune moments. Well, oh fair. God. I'm glad he did in this moment. Well, yes. This except, one, yes. Except that they then get into this huge fight, and yeah. everyone's punching each other in the face. Well, Matt, like, pulls Tyler off of his mom, and is like, what the hell? And Tyler just, like, does a shruggy motion and says, whoa, dude, calm down. I'm just yeah. making out with your mom. It's like, fine. It's no big deal. Okay, I'm about to I'm about to call this fellow. Okay, here we go. We're right in the middle of talking about Julie Cooper, Matt, and Tyler getting yes, into a fight. To be continued. <laughs> the police are calling. We're calling Tennessee. Ooh. Hello. Hello. Yes, this is Christian. Christian, hello, this is Rose. Welcome to the Vampire Diaries Diaries, your weekly podcast about television's cultural gem, the Vampire Diaries. <laughs> Thank you, Beth. These are my uh, friends, Claire, it's my sister, actually, and Beth, who are the hosts of this podcast. And you're live on the air. Hi, Claire. Hi, Beth. How are you doing? We're great. How are you? Is your petticoat damp? Um, it's been pretty dry, but, uh, uh, yeah, no, uh, today, I want a yes and, but I just can't, in the sake of honesty, right now I'm pretty dry. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, fair friend. enough. That's very on theme for this uh, episode. You're not alone. So to give you a recap, we're in the middle, I'm not going to do that, because I, I myself don't no, no, know what's going on. I, I, I do want to know... Uh, because I, I don't know anything. I want to know the, the top five things that I need to know about the episode. Like, what are the, the, the key things I need to know? Everybody gets drunk. Somebody tries to fuck his best friend's mom. Somebody is a blood alcoholic. 
Is okay that Uncle John and Aunt Jenna had sex because they're not actually related. Okay. And we, that, we are talking about the TV show, not the podcast, right? The podcast is about the TV show. So, but yes, All this right, is right. about the, this is, the show. Yeah. This okay, is not great. about our aunt and uncle. <laughs> That's a good thing to know. But it I mean, would have been okay because they're not related. This would get very, very tense. That's only four things. What's the fifth thing, guys? Um, death. Jeremy read Elena's diary. Spoilers! Oh no, we haven't we haven't gotten to this part of the episode, Christian. I'm sorry. Right now, what's happening is that the mom of one character was kissing someone, a high school boy, a high school boy, and then there's a fist fight, and everyone's bleeding from the head. Yeah. Oh wow. Which one of them is the vampire? None of them. There, there's a none of them. Not so in this there's scene. a complete scene that has to do with like like students and teacher like sexual relations and none of it has to do with vampires. She's not a teacher, she's just a horny townie. <laughs> okay, okay. Better that makes sense. <laughs> Does it? <laughs> uh yeah, there are vampires. I mean, I'm on board. <laughs> That's good to know, Christian. I'm glad you're done with horny townies. <laughs> then you'll love Rose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is the worst idea. <laughs> no, we should all agree right off the bat that this was the worst idea that anyone could think of. <laughs> like, there is no, there is no way this works out well. <laughs> It's working out great for me because I have no stake in how this turns out. I'm I'm pretty happy with it. I'll do anything for the listeners, <laughs> but I won't do that. <laughs> well, what I, what happens after this scene? I don't even. Julie Cooper. Finally, I get to my note that I wrote down, which is that Julie Cooper is just sitting at the party, bleeding from the head. Yeah. Yeah. She is. She is. I don't know. She has a gaping head wound, almost as gaping as her deceased daughter's gaping neck wound of yore. Oh, yeah. Gaping neck wounds of yore. That sounds like a Fleet Foxes song or something. (laughs) It does. Uh, Yeah. So this is is the mom character who's now been collateral damage in the fight between her son and some other teenage boy she was making out with, and then Stefan has to turn up and he... He's a vampire. Stefan the vampire. Vampire oh, Stefan. Okay. Yes, there are vamp. The vampires all have dumb names like Stefan. Just so you know. Like, <laughs> like John's not a vampire. No. John's just a He dude. just has a magical ring that keeps him from dying, which we also have not covered yet. Oh, man. Okay. Oh, Uncle John. I yeah. think we're getting off track here. Yes. So Stefan the vampire finds Julie Cooper bleeding from the head at the party. <laughs> And now she at the party having a great time. Now, now Julie at the party having a great time, <laughs> and Stefan hears her heart beating, and he goes up he to her. He smells the blood. He smells yeah. her blood, and he starts 
fondling her head wound weirdly. And then, well, he tries to be normal at first. He's like, are you okay? And then he just crouches down before her and, like, starts smearing blood around. I, like, almost thought he was going to make it, like, a sign of the cross, like it was fucking Ash Wednesday. I thought that's what he was doing, to be honest. I was like, that's super weird. <laughs> and she's really just gross. like, this is too kinky even for me. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, she's like, I don't have many limits, but this is one of them. I'm not into blood play. Yeah. Christian, what about you? <laughs> I, 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 I just wonder if they really gave enough uh, uh, attention to uh, the, the, the the cat Graham character. I don't know. I'm trying to curiously. You're googling right now, aren't you? But I agree, I they don't. Because I, but I just want to note that there, I, there, there's some points of this that I find truly amazing. One is that this show has been on air for nine years, and I have zero knowledge about this. <laughs> I'm, I did not but, know it had been on for nine years. You're blowing I mean, my it, mind. it's over now. It yeah. just ended. Oh, it ended. Wait, just out of curiosity, what what season are we on? One. And we don't know. Oh, no spoilers. No, no, spoilers. Spoilers. no spoilers. We don't know what's happening. I don't know what's happening. I don't. Wait, I do not... I do not know how far I have to Google to spoil this for you. Well, then just, <laughs> yeah. just don't. Hang up. <laughs> <laughs> just no Googling. I'm not going to, I'm not going to spoil it. I, the only thing I'm purely curious about is how many characters are named Dimitri. Because, it, it, like, None. that just seems like the best character name. But, okay, good. I mean, that seems like a great... I mean, there uh, might be a Dimitri. Oh, I think there actually might be a Dimitri much later on. So you're way there far ahead of us, buddy. No Dimitris in season no. one. No. No. We only have Stefan. How many uncles named John do you have? Me? Yeah. Uh, 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 the minimum of six. Um, I, I don't know all my uncles. <laughs> yeah, uh, what? <laughs> How many uncles I, that I, you I, know I, of? Well, anyway, I, it, it's a strange Mormon family. There's just people just sprouting up from the edges. People with multiple wives. You never know who's actually blood. So, if you had to guess. Okay. Oh, wait, how many uncles named John? Yes. Uh, 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 four. Oh, man, you have four Uncle Johns? You disproved our rule. We yeah. had a theory about white people who have... I didn't actually know if you were white or not. I, I actually don't presume. really know either. I just missed making assumptions. I okay, not. now we're turning into <laughs> interesting territory. I don't know your life. <laughs> I don't know uh, your Uncle Josh. <laughs> I think perhaps we have enjoyed your company for long enough and might want to release you into your, your <laughs> evening. Thank you. Yes, uh, I appreciate. I'm sorry, I'm sorry I couldn't provide more. <laughs> Thank you for being a good sport. If you want to listen to this, it'll be posted on Monday morning. SoundCloud.com/slash The VD Diaries. Oh. oh, trust me, I'll listen to all of it. Good. Awesome, sounds Glad to hear it. You're going to be our number one fan. <laughs> all right, you have a good one. Thank you. Too. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Well, that Whoa. Was, oh. <laughs>
Well, you know. Well, I just met my future brother-in-law. <laughs> what a magical He's going to have six uncles named John now. Oh, my God. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. But he's Mormon? I guess. Is that what he said? I don't know what's happening. And he said that he's got Uncle John sprouting out the hedges. <laughs> Are we sure it's not Uncle Sean Spicers? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Well, in any case. That was a beautiful journey. You guys are never having me on this podcast. <laughs> no, this is so adventurous. <laughs> Number one episode. Okay, something we skipped was that there was a big speech that Mary Lockwood was going to do before the whole fist fight and mom making out thing happened. He brought out, like, the Liberty Bell, basically. Oh, yeah. The Liberty Bell of Mystic Falls and was like, we're going to have one of our favorite sons ring the ceremonial bell. And Damon is, like, looking around and suddenly Uncle John Gilbert strolls back out super alive. Not R.A.P. anymore. His neck ain't snapped. No, remember he was just thrown off the roof like 15 minutes ago. This was very shocking for me. And when Elena, even though I knew it was going to happen, when Elena and Matt went outside and were like, oh my god, I thought they were about to like stumble across Uncle John's body. Yeah. But no, it was uh, Julie Cooper and Tyler making up. So I guess that does happen before. I don't even know. I'm so confused by like everything that's happening (laughs) I think, yes, I think first they discovered Julie Cooper because then I wrote Uncle John R.I.P. but not really. Okay, so I lied. Yes, he turns up and everyone's shocked. Damon's shocked. This is the when we learned about the ring that Beth mentioned. Yeah, because he notices the gaudy ass ring on oh, Uncle John's yeah. hand. Is like, hey, Alaric, why is who wore it better? You have the same <laughs> ring. And Alaric's like, oh well, we maybe it's just the same design. We don't know that it's like. A magic ring, and he's like, "Yeah, but I just murdered that guy." Yeah, and Alaric is not faced. He's like, "Oh shit!" Did he know my deceased vampire wife, Isabel? And then we, well, eventually we learn the answer to that question. Yeah, because one somebody is really suspicious. I don't remember who at this point. It's like, oh, so Uncle John Gilbert, brother of Grayson Gilbert, who delivered Isabel's baby Elena, has a ring. Just like the one that Isabel gave you. And it's a little too close to be a coincidence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically, Isabel gave everybody rings. Yeah. Also, to note, the Liberty Bell is being... <laughs> the Liberty Bell is flanked by two dudes wearing uh, Confederate uniforms. Oh, what? I didn't I missed that. They're, like, in costume. It's, again, like Gilmore Girls with, like, the Civil War reenactors. <laughs> Or the revolutionary were on that show. Guys, it was just about states, right? So it's yeah, fine. totally. But, uh, yeah, they're wearing Confederate outfits, which I only know because they look like the stupid outfit that Damon was wearing in that one flashback episode. We need more flashback episodes. Yes. Yeah, I didn't really get the heritage. I think at this point we had to pause and have another refresher session for Rose, but... Yeah. We then, I think the next thing is Jeremy breaking into Elena's room, right? Oh, yeah, because he he and Elena had that conversation, and it kind of ended with her probing him for why he is suspicious about Vicky's death, and it ends up with her kind of showing her hand a little bit that she agrees that it wasn't an overdose. Yeah. So now he's like, what does Elena know? So he's snooping around her room. And he first opens up the very same drawer Damon was going into for her bras. And I was like, is this going to 
actually did it in Smith's now. I mean, he did it's just find out they're not blood related. So now he, he just wants her bras. Leave it to Jeremy. But then he he looks at a lot of things. He looks mm-hmm. at, again, her Jamie Liddell poster. He I don't know if he looks at Brigadoon. But he does like at her horse painting. Yeah, he does, and it's like it back from the a fucking Thomas Crown affair painting or something. There's like a (laughs) safe behind it with Elena's diary inside. Yes, and he we don't see the full entries, but we do see some key excerpts, such as bodies drained of blood. blood. Actually, I wrote. Oh no, I didn't. I thought I wrote bodies drained off blood, but (laughs) I know how to spell. Yeah, (laughs) and. Another mm-hmm. line was Vicky's a monster and with like, a Jer- question. Took dot, Jeremy's dot, dot. memories away. Took Lots Jeremy's pain away. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, I think we also forgot to mention that Elena took Jeremy for a scenic walk by a river through some trees and told him that she was adopted. So he knows that now. Yes, yeah. yes. That's when they were talking about his vampire paper. Yeah. So yes, she's like what body's being trained to blood what could it mean he probably doesn't put it together yet <laughs> yeah no he she's writing vampire fanfic just like jonathan gilbert 1864 <laughs> what a quinky dink yes but yeah he is being shady about it and then i think the next scene is of funkle john and damon or did I miss one? Yeah, I think you're right. Like, they're just having another argument, and Alaric is there, too. And he's going to blackmail Damon. He's like, I know everything, and if you kill me, all my top-secret info about your vampire ways, blah, blah, blah. And this is a thing that happens on a lot of shows that a character will say, if I die, a letter will be sent, or, like, something will be released. I'm like, how do people set this shit up? Like, do you have, like, a notary public, like, on the line, like, waiting to mail an envelope when he reads the obituaries or something? Have you oh, watched yeah. Nathan For You? No. That is literally a sketch from Nathan For You, is that if you want to motivate yourself to do something, just do something, create some kind of very embarrassing, incriminating material about yourself, like... In the episode, people take pic- naked pictures of themselves posing inside of a gigantic hot dog. I mean, that sounds awesome. Well, <laughs> yes. But then they put that in the mail and address it to, like, their grandma. Oh. And then they give it to a notary who says, if you do not receive from me this thing I said I was going to finish, then you have to mail this to my grandma. Oh, my God. I was right about notaries being involved. Yes, they're and notaries. So You're a notary. I was a notary. RIP, oh, my notary better. public status. Yeah. And then apparently it works. People don't want to see, don't want grandma to see them naked in a hot dog bun. <laughs> who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Okay. So apparently it's not that hard. Yeah. Yeah, so Uncle John is pretty much like, I know all about the original Salvatore brothers. I know all about you, Alaric Saltzman, and your secret vampire hunter wife, and that you're back in town looking for some trouble. So he's just stirring up some shit with everybody. And he also mentions to Alaric that he's the one who sent Damon to... Or Isabel to Damon. Yes. When she wanted to become a vampire. So he, like, knows shit about shit. Yeah. And he knew Isabel in the day. 
And so, she, I mean, she was giving everybody jewelry, so yeah. everybody. She had her. an Etsy shop just like Stefan. <laughs> yeah. Except I prefer her rings. They bring you back from the dead, man. I know. Stefan's just protect you from vampires. That just seems to mean nothing on this show. Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> it hasn't even begun. <laughs> the it meaninglessness hasn't. of death. <laughs> There's a lot of death, and sometimes it lasts. That's all I'll say. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we go back inside and Mayor Lockwood has gone and found his son who he shooed off to get cleaned up earlier. And there was this short exchange between Mayor Lockwood and Alaric because Alaric pulled Tyler off of Matt earlier. And they just have like a very kind exchange where it's like, oh, thanks for helping. Yeah. And last time that they were together when Tyler was in a fight, like they squared off and Alaric was like, I'm, I will beat the shit out of you, you alpha male douchebag. Oh, yeah. It's like, man, and they just like are very civil now. That's surprising. It was. Yeah, Alaric got up in Tyler's face pretty quick. He was like, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Because Tyler just went all out on Matt and was just, like, beating the shit out of him. It's like, it should be the other way around. Yeah. But Tyler has those rage issues that he hasn't had an outlet for since he and Jeremy were in a fuck triangle with Vicky Donovan. Yeah, and it's no surprise that he has these rage issues considering how he's treated by his dad. Oh, so, that's true. Yeah, now that like things have cooled down, like Mayor Lockwood has taken Tyler into a secret hallway, but you still see like people milling around in the in the back and he's like, This is the last time you embarrass this family and just fucking slaps him on the face so hard. It's no good. I no. mean, I don't. I thought he punched him in the face. Oh, I thought it was a slap. Him. Him. Oh, yeah. I think it was a slap. It, it might have been a backhanded slap. slap. Yeah, okay. maybe a backhanded. Like slap. I'm not a fan of Tyler, and I don't mind seeing him get punched in the face, but by his dad, yeah. that's a little. And it's I not know. the first time we've seen that his dad has some really fucked up ideas on how to raise his child. Oh, so very there true. are reasons, not excuses, but reasons for why Tyler is Tyler. Tyler. <laughs> We're good. It was empty. I spilled. I'm sorry. <gasps> In any case, <laughs> yeah. So that was that was shocking. Um, I think that I I don't have to, all of the context about the Alaric relationships with everybody because it seems like he's just as chill with everyone. When that was not the impression I got when I heard he was a vampire hunter who came yeah. to Mystic Falls to seek vengeance. He but only he's cared just, about his He's wife. just chill in this episode. He just wants yeah. his kids back. He doesn't have kids. <laughs> <laughs> his ex-wife, well, wife, I guess. Yeah. Does a marriage contract end when somebody becomes a dies to become a vampire? Oh, this is a good question. We need a vampire attorney <gasps> at law. We need to get our brother Tom. Oh, yeah. I've asked Tom and Kathy to be uh, guests on the podcast. Well, now we, have, we need to make a list of the... Law we have some questions legal questions have. for you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Our special legal counsel. <laughs> so, yeah, that whole situation is a little fucked. Like, with Alaric and Damon and Uncle John, there's just kind of a threat hanging over their head now, but they don't know what Uncle John's endgame is because he knows about vampires and has been threatening to Damon, but he also apparently knows Isabel, the vampire, and is, like, aiding and abetting her in becoming a vampire. So we don't know if he's for vampires or against them or what he's trying to accomplish. I don't know. 
He also reveals that he gave Isabel the ring in the first place because it was a Gilbert family heirloom that his was that he has one of the ones that they inherited and Grayson had one but after he died John gave it to Isabel which she must have been a that the timeline doesn't make sense on that it must have been before so he must have been in contact with her earlier but anyway oh right because she sent him to Damon I'm getting myself confused anyway everybody has rings and they give them to each other (laughs) word somebody else talk I'm in a loop. I don't even... I don't know what happened, <laughs> Beth. <laughs> so we finish up with a little powwow outside the party. And Elena goes home. And she's kind of stressed because she had that conversation with Jeremy. Where it seems like Jeremy understands that there are vampires. Um, so Elena's like in her room just kind of like ready to relax for the night. She takes off her sweater. She looks in the mirror. And then she's like... <gasps> And Stefan is just creeping up behind her and she sees his reflection in her mirror. So Stefan, our homeboy's not looking so good. He's like all pale. He's shaky. Um, It seems like he's like starting to be hungover from like the eight gallons of booze that he drank for the night. Um, He kind of forgot what happened with Stefan and who I referred to as Bump Jerk. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Bump Jerk. Yeah, he... He ran into Stefan outside, and Stefan was lusting for blood, and he was also like, you bumped into my girlfriend like a jerk, because you're a bump jerk. Yeah. But the guy is like, oh, I'm sorry I bumped into you. That's all I can do. Apologize. What's that all about? Because Stefan's compulsion is so shitty, because he hasn't had human blood, but... Just previous to this meeting, he licked Kelly Donovan's blood off his fingers, so now he has a little more power, which he proves oh. by intercepting Bump Jerk's fist uh, yes. this with his after, hand and yeah. crushes his hand. He crushes it, and then the guy falls to the ground, and we don't know his fate, but then we back to the scene we were talking about where Stefan and Elena are talking in her bedroom. She had run into Bump Jerk when she left the party. Mm-hmm. So she's not at the party having a great time anymore. And she sees him and he's all crumpled on the ground and he's like, I didn't totally just get my hand crushed by a dude. I'm a bump jerk. (laughs) (laughs) I just fell. It's basically a battered spouse response. I'm so clumsy. I fell on my arm. Oh no, now I feel bad for making fun of bump jerk. No, bump jerk is the worst bump jerk. Don't feel bad. Of all the bump jerks, he's the worst. I feel the need to elaborate that my notes, my full notes actually say, bump jerk handbrake. <laughs> not I like not, a handbrake in a no, car. But I like... could not write full sentences at this point, apparently. <laughs> I wrote, Stefan crushes rude guy hand. What are you, man? Oh, yes, that's what bump jerk asks <laughs> That's Stephen. what bump jerk says. Oh, yes. But he doesn't, he doesn't want to, like say anything like oh my god this super strong guy just crushed my hand he's just like oh I fell well he's been compelled to believe that by Stefan and it worked this time because Stefan had a little bit of human blood oh that is what I determined okay I didn't That's get good. that I agree with you so Elena sees Stefan creep into her bedroom and scare the shit out of her once again this is not the only time this has happened in their relationship so that's a good sign yeah 
and he tells her like he didn't feed off of the guy but it took everything in him not to do it and that he's scared of what he'll do to her and he's so sad but it is it is kind of nice that he is like I told you I was gonna tell you everything and this is how I'm feeling it's a shame that they have to be in this obviously unhealthy relationship in the first place and all, but also, like, Stefan has said this many times that he promised to tell her the truth, but then there's, like, one other huge thing he's withholding, and now for the first time, he's actually telling her everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I guess it's gross. It's not flattering. It's, like, that's nice, but honesty is only good if the person isn't being honest about, like, terrible <laughs> deal-breaker things. Like, yeah. I'm a vampire, and I wanted to, I want to murder you, and also everyone. Yeah. Although I feel like Stefan complaining here, or telling the truth, if you will, is a little bit self-serving because he's like feeling really shitty and he's really struggling and he needs Elena's support right now. Yeah. And like, so right now he's telling her everything because he needs something from her. But when you know other things are going on, he had in the past he's had no him. problem. Yeah. Yeah, with keeping things from her. But. Of course, Elena is Elena, so she's like, I'm not afraid of what you'll do to me. And she, like, wraps him in a hug, and he's really sad, and it's kind of touching. It is, yeah. it's also like, you're an idiot. He's making a real dopey face. I was trying not to laugh because I knew it was, like, a moving scene. (laughs) I mean, that's not the first or last time. He's like, I love you so much. And she's like, I love you too. I thought for a minute that he was just going to turn and kill her. Whoa. (laughs) That would have been in a I would have loved the show. I know. (laughs) (laughs) That's dark. So the last thing that happens is Seven goes home, and Damon's sitting on the couch. He's like, I've got a lot more bad news for you, dude. And he's about to launch into the whole thing about Uncle John having a magic ring and knowing all about their business. But then he takes one look at Seven's face, and he's like, dude, you don't look so hot. Bruh. You don't look too swole right now. <laughs> you unswole. <laughs> Hashtag you unswole. <laughs> Hashtag two Uncle Johns. Uncle John. Two Uncle John. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. But yes, he. Um, he's yes. They have this conversation, and then Stefan, and then Damon, mirroring the first scene of the episode. Uh, under control when the two of them are in their what, what do we decide is it the manor or is the boarding, it the, the boarding, boarding house, house. Yes. they're in the boarding house and Damon leaves his blood glass and Stefan's like I won't drink human blood because it's complicated I don't remember what because he says of reasons. he has reasons yeah. that we don't know and then in the end Damon walks out of the room and he's like have fun bro seems like you need it more than I do it. And Stefan looks at the glass of blood, and Down the hatch. he just drinks it. He's not under control. No, he just He's goes out. He has control. Con- no control. <laughs> oh, sorry. If we're Julian Consoblatinkas, it has to be. You don't have no control. <laughs> we don't have sleeves. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, end of the episode, and I need to know right away, Rose, how did you like your very first episode of The Vampire Diaries? <laughs> I mean... You can be honest. <laughs> I wish you could see her face right now. I'm making a face. I don't know. I mean... 
I don't know. <laughs> would you ever watch the show again? I would definitely... Here's what I'll say. I will definitely continue to listen to the podcast. <laughs> that was a very diplomatic answer. It was. I really like the podcast a lot. I think because I've been listening to the podcast, mm. I like watching the show is a little bit of a letdown. Because Aww. the podcast just is like funny and... <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> I also just... I can't not think about... Especially in this episode with like the brothers, and it's all about like Angel. <laughs> Angel. It's all about Stefan like losing control, and he really wants to like eat turning into Angelus. People, and he wants to turn into Angelus. I just keep on thinking about Buffy. Yeah, the I feel like I haven't brought up Buffy in a while, so I'm glad you're here to bring me back to that mindset. Yeah, it's clear that I mean Stefan is. Clearly, clearly Angel. Yeah, for sure. So that's, I mean, I love Buffy. I love Angel, the show. So, I don't know. I'm sad you didn't get to see it in an episode with Bonnie in it. I, I would definitely, I would watch another one. I would be happy to take any recommendations. I don't know that I'll ever watch, like, all of the episodes, but I, I enjoyed the You've experience. watched every episode of Charmed, Rose. I'm judging I've watched right every now. episode of Charmed many times, because Charmed is so good. That's how I feel about this show. Charmed is yes. so good, you guys. Well, <laughs> hopefully we'll have you back on the podcast someday, and you'll find another Tinder guest for us to interact. I can't believe you would invite me back when all I did was just ruin the whole conversation with no. my it was incoherent great. babbling, but thank you. So, I think we need to now ask you another question, which is, who you want to punch? Who don't I want to punch? That's it's a better question. <laughs> I would say, in this episode, who do I want to punch? I... I mean, I want to punch Bump Jerk. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good choice. Bump Jerk... Every, everybody's being a tool, but Bump Jerk is really the one who takes it, like, above and beyond, like, being disproportionately mad about a situation that he should have just, like, taken a chill pill. Yeah, he escalated quickly. He really did. He was just being super entitled to the dance floor. He was, like... <laughs> entitled no... to the dance floor is great. <laughs> entitled it is. Entitled to the dance floor. That, I mean, that's going to be in my memoir. <laughs> yes, I love it. But that's, that's who I want to punch. Who do you want to punch, Claire? I want to punch Julie Cooper. There you go. I thought about it and at first considered Tyler, but she's like the Mary Lake Kay Letourneau of the situation, so she's more morally culpable for it because he's technically a child, and it would seem hypocritical for me to be grossed out by Stefan dating a child when he's like a hundred years older, more than a hundred years older than her. Julie Cooper at least was born within the lifespan of somebody who would be born at the same time <laughs> as Tyler, but he is a child. And she, yeah. and he is her son's longtime best friend. So I know she's mourning and everything, but it's just like, get it together, yeah. man. And I guess we did kind of skip the part of the episode where Matt goes home and starts packing her a suitcase and tells her to get the fuck out and that she's oh, not welcome yeah. there. And she just weeps and begs him and he's like, no. He's like, I want you out of my house and my life by the morning. Yeah. Which is fair. So I'm punching yeah. her while she's down, but... It's true. It's, you know, you feel bad for her because she's such a hot mess and she's clearly distraught by her terrible choices, but that doesn't excuse 
her behavior. Uh, yeah, she, like, continues to do this shit, and she's only been around for, like, two or three episodes. And even though Caroline wasn't in the episode, she managed to, like, in passing reference, be an asshole to Caroline. Yep. Off screen. I know. Classic Julie. All right, Beth, who you want to punch? I think yours was a good pick, Claire. Yours was a good pick, Rose. Um, I want to punch Uncle John. Mm, I didn't even, like, I forgot he existed. Everybody wants to punch Uncle John, apparently. <laughs> it's true. I'm just getting on the punch Uncle John train. Um, Punchal John. <laughs> Punchal <laughs> punch John. John. Funkle John. Punch. Punchinello. <laughs> Yeah, so this guy just walked in with, like, that look on his face, and you were just like, here we go. He's the worst. Um, I didn't like how he went into the founders meeting and was telling everyone their business after not being involved for, like, six months or however long. And it really bothered me how he said that him and Aunt Jenna slept together, not only because I was horribly confused by it, but also because (laughs) he said it in front of Jeremy. It was not cool. No. She's his guardian. It's her right to disclose who she's fucked. That's true. In the family. I think that's probably in, like, the guardianship papers. <laughs> that's just, like, proper etiquette. Yes. yes. <laughs> what would Miss Manners say? Exactly. Yeah, so Uncle John sucks. I wish that he didn't have a ring that saved him from vampire death because... <sighs> He would be gone, but it looks seems like we have to deal with him for a, a while. Indeed, I kind of hoped that he was gone for good, oh, and I may too. never watch another episode <laughs> of the show. So, you said something funny when Uncle John died. You were like, "We barely knew ye, but it was better." <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. That was like eight remember. hours ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a long and arduous process recording this episode. We've made many friends along the way. (laughs) Both Rose and Beth got hit by cars today. Well, Beth almost. Yeah, I narrowly skirted a car. Oh my god. I did not. This is what, when you get hit by a car and Jesus doesn't love you, and then you drink a bottle of wine. You almost forget that you got hit by a car. I blocked it out because I would be too scared to ride my bike home tonight again. Don't text and drive. Why are men always hitting you guys with their cars? It it was a man who hit me in his car. I didn't even have to ask. I just knew instinctively. (laughs) Mine was too, although it was a very young man, so it could have been considered a boy. Why are a boy? Why are a boy? Why are boys to men? (laughs) Oh, I like it. Why aren't boys to men? Whoa. You just (laughs) blew my mind. That's, That's what I do. Um, why are, I don't know, why are men, I don't know, everyone on the show sucked, so. (laughs) Some of whom weren't even men, but there were men who sucked in specifically male ways. Yeah, the male aggression in this episode was at an all-time high with, um, punch jerk, what did we call him? Bump Bump jerk. Bump jerk. (laughs) Bump jerk, definitely. And the fist fight. And the fist fight, and Mayor Lockwood just backhanding Tyler at the party and then pretending like it's not a big deal. Yeah. It goes back to the ego thing. So Matt was upset that he was disrespected with Tyler making out with his mom. Mary Lockwood felt disrespected because his son was acted a fool at his party. 
bump jerk felt disrespected because Elena had the audacity to dance in his vicinity. Ugh. Tyler felt disrespected by himself for being himself. <laughs> Very true. And so took it out on Matt's face. Oh my god, I know. And then, of course, everything with Uncle John was wiremen. Yeah. With him being like, oh, I've put my D in this lady so I can just treat her like shit and like waltz into her house where she's raising these kids and try to take over while I also try to take over the Founders Council. Yeah, back off, Uncle John. Who are you even? You don't even go here. He gets to ring the ceremonial bell. What the fuck? I know. Let Aunt Jenna do it. She's an honorary Gilbert. Aunt Jenna for Founders Bell. (laughs) Hashtag. I'm thinking bell like with an E at the end when you say that. I like it. They probably are going to have that fucking party in an upcoming episode, too. Well, to spoiler the- alert, uh, the episode after... No, I think the next episode is Miss Mystic Falls. <gasps> oh! Ooh, I want to win. <laughs> you would. Oh. I mean, you would win, not you, you would, would not win. win. I mean, I didn't even take it, though. Okay, good. Oh. Um, yeah, as far as, like, why are men, I don't... I think... A lot of my my thoughts watching this episode, having not really had to go through this thought process because I'd never watched it before, it just seems like I kept almost writing that like Elena needs to have some standards. Yeah, okay. mm-hmm. I think that the men, the male protagonists or antagonists—I don't know who's supposed to be good and bad on the show just get away with a lot like I can't literally like, get away with murder Damon is yes. just killing people and people are just acting like this is fine Stefan is just mind controlling people mm-hmm. and nobody like she doesn't see fit she's just being chummy with them like she's a down chick and she's just gonna like she can hang, hang out yeah. with the dudes who are just murdering the fuck out of people it's just un unnecessary and I think you wouldn't see like Julie Cooper and Elena are like the only who are there any other women in the episode there's Aunt Jenna Aunt Jenna they just wouldn't get away wasn't in this episode I guess she's not invited to the founders council meetings it's just you can be like a dreamy protagonist even if you're terrible that's true of a lot of teen shows. Like it is. Chuck yeah. Bass. Chuck, oh. Well, Chuck Bass, I, never, I always hated. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. think that for sure, one thing that I feel about the show is that the Elena, Stefan, Damon story is not the best part of the show. Yeah. Like, the side characters and their stories are much better. I gotta see Bonnie. I mean, I'm not gonna see her drunk grandma, R.I.P. I don't think, although death means nothing on the show. But <laughs> yeah, we never know. I want, I, want some more, I want some more girl power is what I want. Yeah, and yeah. some episodes do have it. Like, Catherine is a very powerful female character. Okay. Yeah, you would love the 1864 episodes. Pearl, oh, yeah, like, Pearl and Anna were in this. They're, they're chicks who get shit done. yeah. Yeah, this one was very male-heavy yeah. and idiot we, lost, heavy. we had two male characters who weren't necessarily on every episode, the Lockwood boys. Yeah. And didn't have, like, most of our main female cast. So that sucks. And we introduced a new one. Uncle and John. a new douche bro. Yeah. Uncle John. 
So it was the perfect episode for you, really. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so in this cluster jam of fucked upness, who should have done it? This one is hard. Not this week. Julie Cooper and Tyler Lockwood. I'll tell <laughs> you that. Definitely not. I veto that. Definitely not Aunt Jenna and Funkle John. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. What can I go? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I actually don't know what I'm about to say. Um, I am gonna say Tyler and Jeremy. Oh. Interestingly <laughs> enough, I think I've said that. I think oh, right. episode. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in this episode. In like a seance where they summon the spirit of Vicky for a celestial three-way. Oh, I didn't, I don't think I heard that one. What? No, I, I'm asking <laughs> if that's <laughs> Oh, I wish that that was a scene. I totally believe that that was something that <laughs> I mean, happened. it is probably something um, that would happen it's, if it's, it weren't gay. Oh, yeah. yeah. The no homo. does not handle the gays. I just, yeah, everyone who's been in a scene together in this episode is not someone I want to bone. Those are the only two where it wouldn't, like, repulse me. Yeah. Yeah. I actually have one. Oh. Damon and Sheriff Forbes, because she was looking so swole. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He loves a woman out of uniform. That's a good one. I almost I like forgot. your uniform, but I would like it a lot better on my bedroom floor. I forgot that. That's almost verbatim a thing he said. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my answer. I like that they're friends. I enjoy their friendship. But in this episode where everybody was terrible, that is my answer. Yeah. Beth? I hate everyone. Yeah. I don't want any of them to have sexual pleasure. <laughs> Like, not even jerking off? Never. (laughs) That's immoral. They're all doomed to a life of celibacy. Except for Sheriff Forbes. I like her. I wish that top hat vampire was out there getting some. I know. Whatever happened to him? Can I just say, like, like Sheriff Forbes and, like, a character, a random character who was not in a scene with Sheriff Forbes? Or, like, can I just say... Yeah, yeah, you can can pick anyone. anyone you want. Well, I say this. I don't know any other characters. Okay. <laughs> oh, I picked... Sheriff Forbes and Pearl. Sheriff Forbes and Bonnie's <laughs> dead grandma. <laughs> oh, my God. Sharon. Right. Was that her name? Sharon. Sheila. 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 R.I.P. Even Stefan remembers that. I know, from, from 1969. 1969. Um, okay, I have one, I have one. I pick the couple who is dancing um, on the dance floor before Matt was <laughs> yes! riding on them. Yes. <laughs> you didn't talk about that couple, though. I did. Oh, you did? About yeah. 12 hours ago. <laughs> when we first started recording oh, the episode. Oh, man, okay. 20 years ago. I've aged many years recording this podcast. That couple from the episode died 30 years ago. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, it's alright. I'm proud of us. We came up with three different answers that were all plausible. Yeah, I guess. Sort of. To one degree or another. Especially Sheriff Forbes and Grams's corpse. <laughs> alright, well, it. this has been really fun and really long and I hope that you all enjoyed it as much as we did because we're giggling the roof off. Now we giggling, having a good time. 
So uh, thanks just, to thanks to Christian. I have to yeah, yeah, thanks to our extra special guest Christian, who did not know what he was getting into when he swiped right on Rose. Um, they never do. They so never in case he's do. listening out here uh, and needs to know where to find us on social media, he can mystic follow us on Twitter for the very first time. We finally managed. Uh, it, as you might have suspected, our handle is the BD Diaries. Please tweet your questions and feelings at us. We love hearing from you. Uh, speaking of hearing from you, we have another iTunes review this week from Neon Berry. We appreciate appreciate you, Neon Berry. You're <laughs> the best. Do. We, we don't you. appreciate shoot you. <laughs> I can speak the English, okay? I was just so overwhelmed by gratitude for our wonderful <laughs> listener, Neon Berry, that I could not form words. That's fair. We love you, Neon Berry. And if you want to be loved as much as we love Span Juan and Neon Berry, our iTunes reviewers, and Beth's sister. And my sister, Allie DK. Then you should rate and review us on iTunes, because we're egomaniacs who need constant validation. So true. Uh, almost as though we were men. <laughs> almost. Uh, so other places that were online. Facebook, yeah, you could BD also Diaries. find us on Instagram. Facebook. I follow you on Instagram. Instagram, where our handle is very long, the underscore BD underscore diaries underscore podcast. Yeah. And you, we also have a Tumblr. We do. It hasn't been updated in a while, but it exists. The vddiaries.tumblr.com. I will follow you on Tumblr. Follow us wherever we may go. I will follow you to the edge of the desert. (laughs) Yes, you will. And on that note, have a wonderful week. Uh, If you feel the urge to drink blood, just get crunk instead. And stay safe out there, kids. Bye. (laughs) Was I supposed to say something? Mozzarella.